Too many leaders lead for validation, not impact, for what they can get out of it more than what they can give to it. Hi, my name is Chris, and I'm obsessed with how leaders grow and develop, and I too have insecure moments. We all do. Glad you're here with me now on the Sight Shift Podcast so you can learn how to lead for impact, not validation. Welcome to part eight of this 10-part series we're doing. Leadership is easy, except for the people. Of course, we know the people are the vision. That's what we've been learning. This war between people and vision doesn't work that way. The people are the vision. And I learned that and am not over that idea. I'm still getting deeper and exploring it continually. And that's what I wanted to take you through in this 10-part series. So you don't have to have heard any of the specific episodes uh, to get value out of today's. You just dive in, audio or video, podcast, YouTube, wherever you find yourself. Uh, What I want to walk you through, I talked about the three elements in the first episode, horizon shift, head shift, heart shift. Today, I'm just going to walk through the heart shift as we think about what it means to be invested in relationships, being invested in relationships. What happens to a lot of people is they want to start out with a team as a leader or an organization or get to a team that is perfectly formed. It's like, I'm going to get the right role descriptions. I'm going to get the right pay. I'm going to get all that in place. And I got my team. If it's my leadership team, if it's my first three layers of my organization, whatever I'm focused on. And the problem with that is this. A, it's a target that is always moving. You're never going to finish a long journey with the team you start with. That's a part of transition and change. Uh, Their lives are changing. You're changing, just normal. And so we don't have to live in this world of like, we love them when they come in and we hate them if they leave. That is an insecurity. That is a mindset issue. And that is something that can be transformed. B, we're not always going to have specific ways of relating that are the deepest uh, understandings of ourselves or them right from the beginning. The way that I like to think about this is we are relating our way into a vision. We're relating into our way into a vision of, of who we are, of where we are, of how we show up, of how we impact. Our clarity, as clear as it is today, is never done. It needs to be clear tomorrow. So I'm embracing the unfolding reality of this team. And if I can live with that perspective, if I can approach, appreciate it from that perspective, I'm not going to fight against the transformations that can occur. I'm not going to miss the little moments and subtleties where we can explore and deepen what it really means to be on this team together. Because you're going to spend a lot of time with these people. And frankly, I get the whole idea that says, oh, don't talk about the organization like they're your family. And it's like this whole movement now online where people are like, don't call the people you work with family. Really, these are just two extremes of stupid reality. On one extreme, we want to call them family. Sometimes because we're insecure, we want to ask something of them that is inappropriate. And then other times we're afraid to enter into that kind of vulnerability Because we're not willing to go eyeball to eyeball, stare down a deep mission together and go change our lives and the lives of others as we pursue this mission and form a community that happens as a result of it. Instead, we're trying to stay almost justifying of a position of passive disengagement. So what I want to do is be the kind of leader, hey, whether you call yourselves a family or not, I don't care. The deepest bonds of community come out of a shared mission. That's true for my home life with my kids and my wife. That's also true for the organization. So I'm going to appreciate this fact that the organization, the people, are never going to go beyond my investment in them. That if I don't have a way, that if I don't have a horizon of how I want to invest in them and a a head shift, a system of how I want to invest in them that's 
contextualizing into these relationships and into this team, I better stop complaining about what I have. Because if I don't have leaders who are building leaders, have I invested in them to get there? Now, some of you are, are fans of your executive or your leadership team because they might be strategic, uh, strategically um, brilliant. They might be really great in their zones of genius, but they haven't yet gotten beyond their insecurities to the point that they can actually develop others to develop others. And if you don't have that high of a standard in place, you are not going to have the kind of team that you want to see materialize. And a heart shift occurs when you appreciate, when you get, I am getting a return on the investment I've made. If you went to the bank account and you go, why is my bank account this amount? This should be more than this. And the bank is like, you haven't put in more. Oh, I am telling you, so many leaders are trying to take a draw from their team on an investment they've never made. They haven't put in a return and much less, they don't know how to get an exponential compounding return from building leaders who build leaders and taking a long journey with them out of a secure identity. I mean, this is where an organization really gets to this. If you want to use Tuckman's four phases of a team, storming, norming, uh, forming, storming, norming, performing. If you want to get to this fourth phase of this performing, you, yes, your team's going to change some. Yes, there are going to be some players that may move, but a lot of them can stay consistent with you in the organization because you keep taking them on a horizon head and heart shift that engages them. They learn how to make meaning from you and they feel meaning in the mission. They learn how to be ever better at discerning direction for themselves and who they lead. And the relationships keep renewing. We're having fun together. That's a blast. That's a big part of this. And so what I want to encourage you with in this episode is to make that heart shift to be the kind of leader who becomes team-centric, who stops evaluating success on individual heroes, individual achievements, and starts evaluating success on a real team metric. What is a team metric? We look at our team, how balanced they are, how they, we have a tool that measures this, how whole can we be together, and we look at our individual insecurities. And as we grow and develop, we're seeing these individual insecurities transform. The places that we would deflect in a meeting, the places that we would feel shame, the places we would feel embarrassed or humiliated. We are in the arena. We run in. We fight battles together. And we face victory and defeat together. And we're transformed and continuing to become more. Now, why can't more leaders take that journey? Because they get stuck. They get stuck relationally. Here's what happens. They get the horizon shift. They get the head shift. They commit to systems. And when it comes to the heart shift, here's what, here's what they drift into this bitterness. Rather than catching things when they get angry and building a system, don't get angry, build a system. It drifts into this more negative place where they're frustrated and judging. You can't lead people well when you're frustrated at them. Some of you have teenagers at home. You're raising through uh, that phase of life. I've been there. I know. Look, if I'm frustrated in a situation, I'm not going to lead my child well. If I'm frustrated at them, there's a frustration that happens for all of us if we're trying to grow a skill. I'm talking about frustrated at someone. When I'm frustrated at them, I am not in my best mindset. And no matter what I do, I'm not going to lead well. Or I'm judging them. I think I know the motive. I know why they did this. Here's the problem with 
motives and judging. There's a movie playing in your head. And I promise you this, that movie is not the same movie playing in your leader's heads. And we actually have a tool we have, we have built that will tell you exactly the movie in your head. Two percentage points. Not two, number two, but T-O, two exact percentage points. And it'll tell you the movie in your team's head. And that's so powerful when you know that. Because you say A and they hear B because it's different movies. But what happens with leaders is they get frustrated and they start judging because they're evaluating that leader's response. Why would they do that way? Through the filter they have on the world. So you think more of blank would motivate them, but more of blank doesn't motivate them because they're different than you. Less of blank would motivate them. Less of blank doesn't motivate them. Fill in that blank because they're different than you. So a heart shift begins to occur when you go, you know what? My team isn't a blank slate to be written on, but a painting to be studied. And I am telling you this, when you shift into that state and you look at them like a painting to be studied, you shift irritation into fascination. Company meetings, team meetings become more exciting than a movie because what might happen next? Now, I know I sound like a crazy person, but I've lived this for a long time. And I can remember so many moments in meetings where the moment evolved, when the moment turned, when the insight came through. And they can be just simple moments of joy and laughter. And they can be big breakthroughs for individuals or the organization. But if we're going to become the kind of leader who makes peace with this idea that the vision is the people, these are the finishing touches of this. And the heart shift that has to occur for us, that we become team-centric leaders, is we recognize that the irritation is not yet fascination. The frustration and the judging is there. And there's a shift to occur. And as this shift starts to occur, our insecurities don't cloud up our mind. When you can transform your insecurities and you're not leading for validation, but you're leading for impact, you're looking at the ways that there's a thing that could frustrate you. There's a thing you could judge and you go, let me study this and see what's happening. Now, sometimes you got to study these moments for a while. In fact, if I were to say that everything just because you shift is going to fix itself right away, I would be selling you a lie that is not true. Sometimes harder situations develop in our personal lives or on teams. We have to sit with it a bit. We're watching it. We're studying it. We're paying attention. And we're waiting for the timing and the tone and the method for which we bring up this issue is healthy. We're waiting. We've got pure motives. The vision is the people. We want to help them grow. And we're willing to be strategic to have that conversation when we need to have it. Some of you as leaders are avoiding conversations you need to have. Some of you as leaders are direct and you rush in too fast. We see this spectrum all the time. Healthy leaders have a mindset. I'm not leading for my validation, but impact. What's the best timing? What's the best tone? And what's the best method for me to approach this thing that I'd rather avoid? If I'm frustrated and judging, I want to shift irritation to fascination. Sometimes I got to directly ask, hey, this is what I said. This is what you said. It made me think this. Please clear that up. I'm not saying it's true. The number of times that I'll follow back around to meetings and go, hey, I wanted to ask about this. I wanted to circle back around. I want to follow up on this because my mind is catching up with me and I'm wanting to process and make sense of things. You'll figure out the specific tools you'll use. You'll figure out how to build the skills of this when you get the mindset dialed in. They're not a blank slate to be written on. You're not making them in your image. 
you are helping them become the best them they can become individually and then collectively as a team. They're a painting to be studied. Have fun studying. Where's a place right now that you're irritated that you could get fascinated? Always more at SightShift, S-I-G-H-T, shift.com. Thanks for joining me on this episode. There's always more for you at SightShift, S-I-G-H-T, shift.com to be the leader you were meant to be.